Don't look back because the market is closed. Hello, everyone. This is Kip Harridge with your daily BRA Investing System podcast. Let me just first say a very happy new year to everyone listening. Thank you very much for joining us this year. I think we've done about 155 podcasts, How Time Flies. Uh, and again, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for listening. We try to get these done every day in just a few minutes uh, so you can get about your business and uh, pick up what we see as the most important elements of what's happening in the markets today. And we ended, the year, ended uh, 2018 on a very good note, much different than, uh, than what we brought in uh, uh, December for sure. Uh, the Dow Jones closed up uh, 265 points, closing right near the highs of the day, up uh, 1.1%, closing at 23,327. Uh, that was our leader of the day. Right behind that, the S&P 500 up eight, just over eight-tenths of a percent, up 21 points at 2,506. In third place was the Russell 2000, the, the, the most abused and beaten up uh, index in the U.S. in uh, 2018. Closed up today a strong eight-tenths of one percent, up almost 11 points at 13, eight, excuse me, 1348. And finally, the NASDAQ. Uh, closed up 0.77%, up 50 points at 6,635. Let's get some of the particulars here, some things that we noticed here and uh, that look interesting to us. First of all, it's good to see these kinds of closes. Now, you can call this the Santa Claus rally, which is this is what happens this time of year, uh, what the day day or two before Christmas uh, through the first uh, uh, through, through the end of the year. We typically get an upward bias in the market of uh, of, of a couple 3%. We're getting that, but it's good to see the reversal that's taking place in what's called what we call the smart money hour. Um, most most uh, trading veterans uh, sell into a big open. Like we've seen that happen quite a bit. We got a couple hundred points on the open today. I can tell you that um, there were a whole lot of traders that have been using this as a pattern uh, to go ahead and short the open. To, to 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 really uh, bet that the market's going to drop after a, a big open. That's what's been happening here. But what professionals really look for uh, to make investment decisions going forward is what happens in the last 30, 60, 90 minutes of trading. That's where all eyes are peeled. That's when the smart money really acts. And to, to see what's happened over the last few sessions of a strong close. Uh, we had it with our 1,000-point uh, update. Uh, we had it with our big reversal where we were down 600, had a 900-point swing, closed up a couple hundred. Um, and uh, while Friday was a little disappointing, the uh, the NASDAQ did finish higher. So today, it's good to see all four of our broad market indexes finish higher and finish strong into the close. I don't, I don't think that's an insignificant point. We want to see that trend continue as we move into 2019. And speaking on behalf of the VRA, Last year was a very good year for us. VRA portfolio was up 38%, uh, which uh, meant that we outperformed the broad markets in 14 of 15 years. We founded the VRA in 2003, beat the S&P 500 14 of 15 years. But that won't be the case this year, folks. Uh, we're tabulating all the, the final numbers now, but I can tell you that we'll go into 2019 having beaten the S&P 500 14 of 16 years. Uh, but uh, that uh, makes us all that much more committed uh, to come back in 2019 to get a little payback, uh, which we fully intend to do. But the question that we've been asking ourselves, and I'm certain that uh, many of you have as well, we get this question a lot from, from our clients and members, is outside of the Fed's nine straight rate hikes, 
has anyone adequately explained to you why the markets fell 20% roughly in the fourth quarter? You know, uh, I lived and worked through 1987 crash. I see a lot of analogies there. We talked about this last week. Uh, and what I don't, what I, what I see that looks most similar to me is that even in the 87 crash, no one could give you a firm answer as to why the crash took place. Just really outside of the Fed's uh, nine straight rate hikes, no one's really given us a good answer as to why we went through a, a one quarter bear market here, really a two month bear market. Uh, we use the VRA investing system for a lot of purposes, but primarily for its 12 proprietary screens, eight fundamental, four technical. Obviously, the technical screens right now are, 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 are mostly negative. We're below the most important moving averages we follow, the eight, 21-day, 50, 100-day, 200-day, uh, you know, certainly below the 50, 100, 200, trying to get back above the short-term moving averages. But the biggie we're below. But we got so overwhelmingly uh, bearish and pessimistic using investor sentiment as our guide. You know, when you see the, uh, uh, the CNN uh, business uh, fear and greed index trade down to two, that, that was an all-time low. We saw that on Christmas Eve last, last, uh, last week, got down to two. Uh, I mean, how much lower does it have to go for the market to bottom? So that was one of the keys that we were keying off of. Uh, for a big reversal. So far, we're not disappointed. The internals have been pretty good. Uh, right now, we have 8 out of 12 VRA, VRA screens that remain bullish. And of course, those are primarily fundamental uh, that are on the bullish side, plus sentiment has flipped to very bullish because it's gotten so pessimistic. So that's a contrarian indicator. But we use, we watch three I, what we believe to be the three most important leading economic indicators. Obviously, we follow what's happening with the GDP. We follow the housing market. We follow Federal Reserve. We follow corporate revenues and valuations, PE multiple, all these things. But if you're looking for three things, just kind of a macro broad picture brushstroke of what is most important to follow uh, for, the, uh, for, for our leading economic indicators, we believe they are employment, Consumer sentiment, and we believe the freight transportation services index is right there with it. We know unemployment's uh, uh, kicking ass. We're down to what three point seven percent unemployment. Seven million jobs. Seven million jobs that are available that are unfilled because they can't find qualified people. So the employment picture looks fantastic. Consumer sentiment, again. Just coming off last month's, again, all-time high for consumer sentiment, just a fraction below. We're talking about 30, 40, 50-year highs in consumer sentiment. Some of the readings have never been seen before. Uh, and so, again, very strong. Consumers feel great. Even in the face of what just happened in the stock market, consumers could appear to care less because uh, retail sales came in for the holiday season. This is from... Uh, November to through Christmas of uh, gains of 5.1% year over year. Uh, that's the highest level in six years. And I like the, the direct quote from uh, this uh, president of the Custom Growth Partners, Craig Johnson. Uh, this is a retail research and, cons and consulting firm. He said, Wall Street is running around like a chicken with its head cut off, while Mr. and Mrs. Main Street are happy with their jobs, enjoying their best wage increases in a decade. So, yeah, the public... Uh, it does not seem to be very concerned at all about the, uh, the, the, the shakeup we just saw in Wall Street in the fourth quarter. Uh, but it's the, the Freight Transportation Services Index that really has our attention. Again, 
all-time highs last month. We'll get the, the, the December reading soon. But again, we're, we're seeing a lot of things being shipped, a lot of things being purchased, no signs of a slowdown, and certainly no signs of a recession. And here's why that's significant. Um, think, with thanks to Bloomberg, we know that bear markets in a recession take on average 34 months to hit a new all-time high. That's using the S&P 500. I'll repeat that. In a recession, bear markets take about 34 months to reach new all-time highs. However, in non-recessionary environments like we are in right now, it only takes 11 months on average to reach new fresh new, new all-time highs. So, I mean, it's not a stretch to say that we'll reach new all-time highs in 2019. We believe that, uh, that that's absolutely what's going to happen. So um, speaking of analytics, you know, they failed us really in 2018. Uh, we use them a lot here. We, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we, we lean on them quite a bit because they are analytics and it gives you the best probability. An investor's best friend is a, a probability trade in most cases, patterns and repeating patterns that we can invest confidently on. Well, they don't always work out. But we saw that in the, in the fourth quarter. Everybody expected us to have a great fourth quarter, strongest time of the year. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of indicators that said the market would finish strong did not happen. However, there are two pieces of analytics, statistical analysis we've been pointing out to our clients that we believe still have a very high probability of playing out next year. Here they are. Since if you've been with, listening for a while, these will ring a bell. Since 1946. In the year following midterm elections, the S&P 500 has been higher 18 out of 18 times with an average gain of 15% in that next year. That's 100% probability uh, using these analytics as a guide since 1946. So that's uh, something that if you don't pay attention to that, then, um, well, I, I don't know how you don't. You know, it's something that 18 out of 18, 100% probability uh, you got to at least pay attention to it, put some credence in it. What we believe dovetails well with that statistic is that over the last 88 years, 92% of all gains in the stock market have taken place between mid-October to May. So we're in that cycle right now. We have the midterm election cycle we're working with. And let's not forget what begins next year, the uh, the, the 2020 presidential re-election campaign. So there, there will be a lot of incentive for uh, our president uh, to uh, to keep this economy humming, and that likely does mean yes, some kind of a of a deal with China. That's one of the reasons the market rose today on expectations that uh, that's what we're going to see, folks. Finally, the S and P five hundred and Dow Jones close, uh, both close to the year down right at six percent lower. So not a not a terrible year. Uh, bad fourth quarter, not a terrible year. NASDAQ finished down just 3.9% for the full year. But the, the worst hit was the Russell 2000, which closed down a big 12%. We see tremendous value in small caps. They typically have the strongest uh, uh, January of all the broad market indexes. We believe that's going to be the case here as well. That's how we're positioned. And uh, also, uh, the, the, the only two sectors close higher. For the year, and that is the uh, healthcare and utilities. Uh, only two sectors closed higher at 18. And to finish it off, we can only find one global stock market that finished 2018 
above its 200-day moving average. One major uh, uh, market, that's Brazil, the Bovespa, uh, finished just above its 200-day moving average. So uh, uh, we'll hope to see many more of our global indexes uh, power ahead, get back above these most important moving averages so trend followers like us can become much more confident about this market. But folks, we're looking forward to a great 2019. Hope you can come join us. If you haven't already, our website is vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. Thank you again for listening uh, here daily with us. Hope you had a great 2018 and we wish you an even better 2019. My name is Kip Herridge. We'll see you again next year.